the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and a man who, again, I am surprised, has not been run off of Twitter yet, despite everybody else being run off of Twitter, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as always, as we say during this pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, sir? Roy, I, I'm glad I get to see you because because for like the la- honestly for like the last six weeks I haven't seen any of your tweets. Like I, I feel I need to like put your notifications on because I swear to God, like this algorithm has completely ruined. Like I, I mean, like it, it it never was serious to me, but now it's just become a hell of a lot useful. So now I'm just like I don't know, like I don't know. I'm doing I'm doing great, and now like I don't know. Now I feel. I feel what Funk Flex felt like when he brought Black Thought in for that freestyle. Because now mm. we bring in, like, I don't know, but you're not going to hear me say, that's bleeping bars, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm glad you said the Funk Flex Black Thought freestyle and not the, not the Funk Flex um, freestyle when he had Tyler, the creator, in there because Funk Flex was not very – he was not a fan – of some of those bars that Tyler was Tyler was just dropping on that freestyle. But um no, we are we we you know this edition of the podcast, this episode of the show, uh is called We the Ones. And that is a nod, of course, to the Philadelphia Eagles being the one seed, but also a nod to the Kansas City Chiefs being the one seed. And of course, we feel like we're the number one podcast in Philadelphia doing our thing, radio show in Philadelphia. And we got the number one hip hop podcast joining us, joining forces like Voltron with us today on the show friend of the program he's been in the studio with us before you guys know him one half of tissue and a tape recording live from somewhere as he likes to say one Savad davis Savad, how's it going my friend man, i'm doing well man i'm so glad to be able to uh be on the show again and like you said i'm one of the few that can actually say they've been in the studio with you guys i mean it was a while ago but you know i know you guys are knocking down the virtual thing now so yeah, no, yeah. I think Savad, you are one of the few that could say it wasn't in someone. It, it wasn't in some mom's basement. It was actually a studio. <laughs> exactly. Doors and like I don't know, you didn't like need to like knock and ring a doorbell. Exactly. It yeah. was in a studio with a control board. You know, we had to like hit our times and like get out of there. You know, by eleven o'clock and all that other stuff. So again, this is a legit operation that we have here at one hundred six point five FM WPPMLP Philadelphia. Again, we've been doing this uh, thing virtually for a couple of years now, but again, we're glad to have you back in the lab with us again, one half of the Tissue and the Tape podcast. And we'll talk about Tissue and the Tape later in the show, but we did want to bring you in here because again, we kind of, we were talking before we got on the air about being echo chamber, Twitter being an echo chamber. And sometimes we get caught up in the echo chamber of being Eagles fans, you know, Eagles fans. We look at our team and we think, you know, they're the greatest thing since sliced bread and things like that. So I'm going to ask you, or we want to ask you, as an outsider, as a non-Eagles fan, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, when you see the Philadelphia Eagles, when you see this team that went 14-3 and this year, best record in franchise history, when you see this team heading into the playoffs this week against uh, with a game against the uh, the Giants for Divisional Weekend, 
what team do you see? What what how talented do you see? Do you think this Eagles team really is? So I, I just want to just preface it by this: like I don't think that I could honestly tell my story, my biography, without the city of Philadelphia, and then of course the sports impact of the city itself. Um, while I'm somewhat of an outsider being from Virginia, but spent you know my whole 20s there, spent a lot of my 30s. My wife is a, is a crazy Eagles fan from South Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just all the people that I looked up to growing up, they were, you know, Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, you know, maybe even Flyers fans sometimes. But, you know, just just that, like Temple. So, like, all the people that I really looked up to, you know, they, they had that in their DNA already. So, with me, looking at the team now, just where it is, it's, the team is just in such a good place. And to know the impact that Andy Reid had uh, during his tenure there and to see it kind of be replicated twice really you know just with you know with Doug Peterson's run and then now with with what you know the much maligned uh Howie Roseman uh, has been able to pull (laughs) off um here lately in the past couple years you know seeing all these deals and all these things um coming to fruition you know it's just wonderful for me to see um I either want for your Eagles to win or for them just to not face the Chiefs somehow and the Chiefs win. <laughs> I, like, I, you know, I, I wish there was a way that both teams could win. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I understand. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, oh no, survive. Like, I, I, I think, like, I don't know, just by happenstance, I feel like Philly and KC are going to be linked forever. I, I, I mean, like, I, like, like Andy Reid has always been, like, I don't know, like, he, he never won the big one here, but, and, and I think that gets, I, I don't know, like highlighted over everything that he's done. And I, and, but I think you've seen in his, I feel like he's been there. Like, I mean, it's almost 10 years. Andy Reid's been there, which is sounds insane to say, but you can see, you've seen the impact that an Andy Reid led or, or at the forefront of your organization does. I mean, and and you see with Brett Veach, like, I don't know, like, you've, like, just another extension of the Andy Reid tree. It just, it just grew. It's just another subset in Kansas City now. Yeah, no, I mean, he went from getting a coffee for Andy, you know, in Philly and, you know, running Andy's errands, and, you know, and just kind of just keeping the faith, you know, for however many years. And then when he made that transition to, you know, Kansas City, uh, you know, the, the front office, again, like I said, just had just been, catching shots, you know, just strays over some of the decisions and stuff, whether it be, you know, getting Wentz or whether it be getting Hurts, whether it be Rager, you know, over over Jefferson. But here you guys are, man. Like, Roy, like you said, man, 14 and 3. Um, you know, your injury report situation is a little funny right now. We don't know who's <laughs> exactly, you know, hurt and who's funny not. Funny is the perfect word. Funny is the perfect word to explain it because I don't know. Like, I'm not um, – I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on television, but seems like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like I, 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 like to be honest, this, the last few weeks has really opened my eyes to the validity of these injury reports. Cause exactly. I'm starting to question them as. A- exactly. I'm not, no, we're not doing this. I know again, for those of you who are familiar with our show, you know, I am the forever optimist, you know, much to my dismay sometimes. Chris is the forever pessimist, again, much to his dismay sometimes. So I will take the other side of this, and I'm telling you folks, you stay away from the no-kill shelters. You don't need to like find the random dogs. Don't be scared. There's no need to get a dog. There's no need to be scared, all right? Everybody's fine. 
everybody with the exception of Avante Maddox, I'll say, is fine. Avante Maddox won't play for, uh, for the Eagles this weekend. Lane Johnson's practicing. He's ready to go. Jalen Hurts listed as a full participant in practice, so he is ready to go. Obviously, he's banged up, but I'm going to say the thing that you guys have heard 18,000 years for 18,000 years whenever you watched, you know, the NFL in January. Everybody's hurt in January, all right? So do I expect 100% Jalen Hurts on, on Saturday? No, you're not going to get a Jalen Hurts, 100% Jalen Hurts. Can he do enough to beat the Giants? Yes, you don't need a dog. The Eagles are going to win this game. I'm sorry. This is an early prediction, but I'm going to put this but, out there. But I, I guess I, but I guess the uh, follow-up question to that would be, is the, is the entire playbook at their disposal? And I think, like, I don't know. And I think that's a question that I don't think anyone will know until the first couple of possessions. Because, I mean, like, that is that, – because like, for me, I'm, I'm not looking past the divisional, but I'm like, is, like, you, you can't run – 75% of your playbook and expect to get to the Super Bowl. And I think that's everyone's hope and expectation that, no. And I think that we can agree that, I, I mean, like the system quarterback thing was always just hilariously bad. But I think like, I don't like the last few weeks have proven even to me that, and I knew he was very important. I didn't know that he was this important because he really is the engine. He is, he makes, he makes the offensive line better. He makes my buddy Miles Sanders better, a lot better. Like no, and and he makes like and and these D backs, like I don't know, they're in conflict when they see this RPO because I, I think we'd all agree, guys, that every team, if you're playing this RPO, the your worst, like the worst case scenario is Jalen Hurts running with an open field. I don't disagree with that. And like you said, you know, you probably don't have the entire playbook. And Savad, I'll ask you the question because, again, you look at the Giants and their D-line is loaded. You know, they got Kayvon Thibodeau. They have Dexter Lawrence. They have Leonard Williams. They have a bunch of guys up front um, that can that can make life hell, seriously, you know, for the, for the Eagles offensive line, for Jalen Hurts, for Miles Sanders. You know, with those guys up front for the Giants, I'll put you in the shoes of Nick Sirianni. You know, do you dial back or would you dial back the playbook knowing that the Giants have, you know, a, a front four like that? So uh, this morning, my son's like, you know, they're, they're YouTube fanatics like we all are pretty much, especially kids, but they like to watch the mic'd up, all access stuff a lot of times because it's so funny sometimes. Yeah. And uh, one of the clips that they were watching was of uh, Thibodeau. And he was like, man, you you the best player I ever played with. You the best player I ever played with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were definitely talking. He was definitely talking about number ninety-seven for your uh, New York Football Giants. And anybody that watched any of the highlights of that game or just watched any of the game, just period. I mean, he. I mean, he was just in every passing play. I mean, every yeah. time Cousins dropped back, he was either getting hit or he was getting pressured or he was getting rushed or or something that led to even the the, the checkdown on on fourth and eight. You know, he was like, I get this ball out of my hands just because Lawrence is that real. And yeah, I mean, he he looked like a bigger version of Aaron Donald for like the past five weeks of the season. So when you got somebody like that, and then you have, you know, which is now your your franchise quarterback, you know, the guy that's the, the flag bearer for your franchise, kind of hurting a little bit. And it's, you know, while it's not his throwing shoulder, it's still, you know, very significant. Right. You no, know, some of that running stuff and, you know, just some of the stuff to where you're going to kind of put him in that harm's way a little bit. 
if you have bigger fish to fry, I think Chris made a great point. You, you can't get to the, you can't win a Super Bowl with 75% of your playbook. But I would argue that with Daniel Jones at the quarterback position, with him at the helm for the Giants, I feel like they probably only have about 65% with, uh, you know, like there's certain things they can't do versus the Eagles. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So um, I, I feel like if you can kind of protect him, you just give him just a little bit more time to, to just not kind of be in there. I think you're okay. Like the, the Giants, again, while they, they definitely handed it to the Vikings, the Eagles is just a, it's just a different beast, man. I, I, I would err on the side of caution with some of that stuff. Especially yeah. the Jalen pushes on the fourth and one. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. Like, I, there was one in the last game where I'm like, oh, my God, why are we doing – like, I'm still – like, I still have to get over the fact that they had to bring in Hurts to beat a, a third-string Giants team. Like, I'll, I'll get over it before game time. But I think you're you're right. I think that – and I don't think the Giants will win. I, but if you watch – like, if, if you watched – all the wild card games and think that a a giant team that's frankly like I don't know like ascending doesn't have a shot to win this you're not you're, you're not paying attention Skylar Thompson almost won a playoff game Tyler Snoop Huntley almost won a playoff game like I don't know like Here's I think Snoop. like I don't know yeah no <laughs> and I feel like all these games are playing this trend where like I don't know I think the favorite is underestimating their component a little bit because a lot of these underdogs had leads in the third quarter. And I think, like, it just and, – and that's why, like, like you just can't predict blowouts in the playoffs. They just rarely happen, especially in this era of, like, parity. So, no, I, I feel like – I don't know. It's – I'm going to, like – I think Eagles fans are, like, saying, oh, like, they got it in the bag. But I'm like, they got to – they got to play better than they, than they had the last – and I feel that – I mean, like you said, like, I don't know, Dexter Lawrence, 10 – wreck a game for you. And I, I, and like that is, and I think that's because I I have a good friend that's a Giants fan. And I I feel like he always had a potential, like his, his, his floor was so low because he was, he could just be a run stuffer for the rest of his career. But now he's like turning into like, like you said, Vita Vea, Aaron Donald, because you don't see like big guys like that rushing the quarterback. And if they could rush the quarterback, God bless you. Eagles got this in the bag. I'll be that guy. I'll be that guy. The Giants <laughs> beat the Vikings. Roy, haven't you said that the Giants were dead like 30 times this year? Dead. They're dead. <laughs> well, let me, let, me, let me break it down. They beat the Vikings, but the sun was down for like 85% of that game. And you know what happens when the sun goes down and Kirk Cousins plays football? It's not good for the Vikings. The Giants beat the Vikings 31-24. to That's cute. The last three wins before that, the Colts, who stink, the Commanders, who stink, and the Texans, who stink. What are the and Eagles' last four games? Sprinkled in the middle of that, a tie with the Commanders, who stink, okay? <laughs> what are they – what is – like, you're comparing the last month of Giants football. Have you watched the last month of Eagles football? Don't, say, don't come in here and tell me, oh, man, the Giants are hot, man. They're, like, on a roll. They man. are. They, they haven't beaten anybody worth a darn. They ain't beat anybody. What have the, no, what have the Eagles done in the last month? Give me a good one. They beat the Giants twice. <laughs> oh my god like you, you really are playing this you you're like I'm like even, i know to be funny. i know you're not like <laughs> so you think they cover i think they cover i think they, i think eagles cover again bar- barring some crazy injury or something like that eagles cover i'm not worried about this giants team i'm moderately concerned about and it kind of pains me to say it but i'm moderately concerned moderately concerned with how the eagles are going to stop 
Daniel Jones from running the ball. Because Daniel Jones is nothing for nothing. He's a pretty decent weapon. And the Eagles have had problems for whatever reason, not like allowing Daniel Jones to run all over him. So yeah. between Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, the Giants are probably going to do some stuff on the ground. What do you like? What, what do you? I just don't think they can keep up with the Eagles. I don't. So, but I think like what concerns you more, the Giants' offense or the Giants' defense? Oh, the Giants' defense. Like I don't think the Giants can score points. That's what I'm. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like if, like when it at, at a certain point you have to put points on the board, and the Giants will probably get a couple. But Daniel Jones is going to give you an interception at some point. The Eagles are going to have to just make that make plays when they need to. I think the Eagles win this game by ten at least. Like I'm not. I'm not that concerned <laughs> about the Giants. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Who they who they beat? Give me a good Giants win since since the Jaguars win in what week twelve? I don't even know what week that was. I keep coming back to what have the Eagles done since that Giants game? Who has they, looked better? They're... Who has looked better in, since in the last six weeks? Let me. I'll just put it like the, this. the Giants. The Giants. Um, they, the Eagles oh almost lost to the Chicago Bears. The Giants beat a moribund Colts team. Again, tied the Commanders and beat the Texans. What like the what, Eagles what, couldn't you beat you the you Saints? Put that on your resume. Daniel Jones had 15 passing touchdowns the entire season, whole season. 15, 15. I'm worried about that. I'm concerned. Like that team's going to score 30 on Saturday. No, all right, we're not. You no, you no, no. You really are bullish. You really are bullish on these on this Eagles yeah. team. You don't give the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, but like. No, but you you also think that the 49ers are kind of whack. Well, no, but I'm but, but I've 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 modified my position on that after seeing Christian McCaffrey. We'll talk about him them in a second. But I, <laughs> I I've I'm coming around a little bit on the Niners. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of preaching here. You know where I stand about this game, Savad. Where do you stand on this game? Who who, who wins on Saturday or today? I should say. Yeah, uh, I would say I got the Eagles, uh, thirty-one to twenty. I don't, see, I don't. I don't see the Giants scoring more than a couple touchdowns. Thank you. Maybe they get in position to get a couple kicks, but I mean, unless they get some type of scoop and score or right. pick six or special teams, you know, just puts them on a really short field one time. Like, I, I just don't see them driving the length of the field multiple times and getting touchdowns uh, against this Eagles defense and just that. I mean, honestly, that atmosphere too, like. That's the different type of atmosphere than yeah. mostly all of that team has been, you know, accustomed to so far. So, yeah, I, I think the Eagles got this one. I mean, they they actually um, really lucked up, in, you know, in actuality, really getting the chance to actually play the lowest seed left, um, which speaks to Weedham ones and, you know, getting That's that right. seed is just – not only do you, you know, get that buy, but I mean, you also get the opportunity, you know, to to get basically whoever was the worst team to make the playoffs. So. No, I think I, I, I mean, I'd agree that they got the best case scenario because I don't think you you wanted to play Dallas. I mean, after further review, I think maybe you wanted to play Tampa because they're terrible. But like, we didn't know that beforehand. <laughs> I feel that like I don't know that. I just think like I don't know like the Eagles. The, the Eagles personnel wise just match up well with with the Giants. Like I don't know, their their wide receivers are terrible. But I, I mean, like I Isaiah, like this is why you go out and and get James Bradbury, and this is why you got Slay. Like I don't know, like this pat, like they should just key in on the run, whatever run, whether it's a Daniel Jones thing, a Saquon thing. And have them live. And the reason why the Giants have been so successful is because they've they they they've been in the 
the the third the third and manageable. But if you get Daniel Jones in a third and eight, have this defense that has eight hundred sacks this year, and I feel that like I don't know like this would be the perfect game for the defense to get back into causing turnovers because they haven't in like two months. So I'll say thirty one twenty four. Good guys. All right, so so you don't have them quite covering the, the line right now, seven and a half. Um, Eagles favored by seven and a half. Again, the game's at home Saturday night. The atmosphere is going to going to be crazy. I'm almost as as confident in this game than I am in the other game on Saturday, and that's the Jaguars Chiefs game, which we're going to talk about um, now. Okay, we got two two of the hotter teams in the NFL. The Jags have won six in a row. The Chiefs have won five in a row. Uh, but the Jags again down twenty seven to nothing to the Chargers. Um, people were firing up their, their PS5s halfway through that game because they thought the game was pretty much over. Uh, but the Jaguars came back 131-30 at the gun. Doug Peterson kind of going, all, go, taking, pulling all stops to get that dub for the Jags. That being said, man, God bless the Jags and all that stuff. I just don't see them going an arrowhead and 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 pulling it off against Savad. You, you're closer to the Chiefs in this, and, and we'll kind of break down the Chiefs in a second. But you've seen these these, these Chiefs beat these Jags. Um, in week 10, 27-17, are you thinking that it could be any different this this week? Uh, like Trevor Lawrence said, he said, you know, he doesn't imagine Arrowhead could be any louder than where, wherever they play. TIAA <laughs> Field? TIAA Bank, I think, something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm not quite as confident as he is. I, I You know, I've been in that stadium, you know, half a dozen times at this point, and, uh, you know, I've heard the crowd. Uh, I haven't heard them in a playoff situation and um apparently this might actually be you know if the bills were to win and the chiefs were to win this might be the, the chief send-off before next season yeah oh so, you know this yeah. could be the, the the final home game for of the chief season i don't see those drunk fans uh you know lacking anything did you guys hear who the halftime performer is I did. I wanted to bring this up because, again, I saw the, the Chiefs were favored by nine. And then I saw that this person was the halftime performer. And I'm like, you know what? I was thinking heavy on the Chiefs when I have to pull back. Uh, for those who don't know, the halftime performer at Arrowhead this Saturday for Chiefs Jaguars is Lil John. <laughs> I don't know the Kansas City link to this. Maybe there's something I'm missing here. Well, they normally just get Tech Nine to do everything. Uh, okay, okay. You know, <laughs> either Tech Nine or uh, Melissa Etheridge. Um, <laughs> that's well, a pretty guess, wide. That, that's a pretty wide, <laughs> wide, like wide barriers. Uh, so I think Lil John fits somewhere in between the two of them um <laughs> somehow but, but no and then also kenny chesney has been known to oh. he's had like the most like uh non-chief events at arrowhead okay but um but yeah i i just see andy you know you guys know as good as anybody andy with an extra week to prepare is you know that i mean that's gonna go on his plaque on the hall of fame you know when they yeah. talk about what he's known for he's by week andy you know so he He's normally able to really prepare and break some things out. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that we're going to see the snow glow again. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, which was the ultimate troll job I've ever seen in, in mm. like an actual sports event that mattered, not like preseason. Like I know, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't think we're going to quite see that, but I think you know it's going to be one of those you know um, Obi Wan versus. Um, you know, like I, I just, you know, I just think Obi Wan will get this one again. Um, Trevor Lawrence, while he did come back and he bounced back tremendously, I don't think he's quite there. And you know, Doug is still the pupil 
you know, in a sense. Yeah. He's going to pull out all stops. And, you know, they they began the, the game earlier this year. Uh, was it week 10? Uh, they began the, the game with an onside kick. Yeah. They recovered it. So, I mean, they didn't score, but it was definitely something that, that kind of just – like change the the whole tenor of the first half, you know, initially. So I think they'll probably come, you know, with their with their A game. But I think just overall, man, this team is kind of chomping at the bit to to really honestly host Cincinnati next week. I think that's really what you know everybody's looking forward to. And you know, I think that's probably it, it's it's seeming inevitable to me. Yeah. No, I feel no. And for our listeners, actually, me because like. What does this Chiefs season look like? Because I feel that, like, I don't know, like, no Tyreek Hill. Like, I don't know. I feel this is just another kind of chameleon way that Andy Reid, because I think everyone, including myself, thought, oh, man, like, I don't know. Travis Kelsey's going to, like, get triple team. Frankly, it didn't matter because, like, I don't know. Andy is the best at getting the best players open. I don't think that the, that the Chiefs – looked as dominant as they have in recent years, but they're still getting wins. Like, and like, I don't know, like, like, and I feel like, I don't know, like not every Chiefs team. And I feel I think the public has gotten used to like just Patrick Mahomes team, just, just, just running roughshod over everyone. They didn't this year. They still won a lot of games, but they didn't have that. But I feel they might be a little more playoff ready. Like, I don't know, with like running game and finding Jarek McKinnon, who just, I don't know, like, it's like, I don't know. He's like the Chris Carter of, like, I don't know, this season. He just has, like, 10 touchdowns in six games. How are – like, as a fan and just someone who watches the team all the time, what was your kind of feeling on this season? So, you know, we went into the year with all the the Tyree kill shenanigans and, you know, him saying that, you know, Tua is more accurate than Patrick. And while that, that may even be true um, in some respects, you know, it's just – it just was just a whole lot of just – Chicanery, <laughs> the best. <laughs> and you know, um, anytime you got Drew Rosenhaus in the situation, it's always going to be a little murky. But yeah. uh, I would say going into this season, I was expecting twelve and five. I was expecting for the Chiefs to play Wild Card Weekend. I was expecting for you know the Chiefs to advance to the divisional round. And honestly, I was expecting for the Chiefs to to play on the road for the divisional round, and for them to have to beat Buffalo and Cincinnati in order to get to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So with that on the, you know, on the potential resume for the season, I was not feeling too hopeful. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm like 12 and five, gotta face both of our kind of, you know, nemesis in, in a sense. And then who knows who who I was thinking we were gonna get for wild card. We could have messed around and got the Ravens, who everybody is worse the next week against just like when you play the Niners, like when you play the Ravens. Like, so you know, like I'm just like, man, it's just this is gonna be a funny season, but let's do it. And after the after the loss to the Colts in week three, I was like, man, this, this might be a long one, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, as Andy always does, he finds a way. Patrick literally had the best offensive season that a quarterback has had, you know, uh, pound for pound, uh, breaking Drew, Reed, Drew Brees' record. And, you know, he did it with Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, Sky Moore, you know, a little bit of McCole Hartman for like eight games. Uh, you know, Kadarius Tony for like eight games, they kind of split a season. Um, and Travis Kelsey, of course, who you know, all world, but you know, I think the line has improved over that time. I think Andy has really leaned on a seventh round running back rookie, and then you know, Chris, like you mentioned, just uh, Jarek McKinnon, 
nobody had him on their bingo card as the AFC offensive player of the month for December, you know, when, so yeah, it's just, it's just been an incredible ride, man. I was able to, to watch them live um, on that uh, hoop sandwich they put together uh, in Houston. Uh, they almost lost. And uh, it's just been, a, it's just been great to just see them persevere. 14 and three was not something that I was thinking, but man, I'm glad that it happened. And, you know, I don't think, they could be in a better position. No, it's really a testament to Andy Reid because, you know, you lose Tyreek Hill and like you said, like, you know, like people think that, you know, you know, for, for Chiefs fans, they think the sky is falling when you go 12 and five, you have to play a couple of road games, but led the league in scoring, led the league in yards, led the league in passing yards. I don't think a lot of people would have guessed that before the season once Tyreek Hill left. So again, kudos to Andy Reid for, you know, the, the, random wide receiver, you know, trios and, you know, quartets he threw out there and throwing Isaiah Pacheco out there and, and, and CEH out there and, and still making it work. And, and kudos to him. And again, kudos to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even going to have the MVP discussion with you because I know where you lie on this. Patrick MVP. Mahomes, no, sorry. Is, sorry. Sorry. We're not, we're not going to have it. We're not going to have it. Oh, Savon, I'm glad. I'm so glad you're here because now I, I, we, like the voice, another voice of reason has popped up. Like, I don't know. Like, I think, like, I don't know. You just lined up all the stats. You lined up, like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, Jared McKinnon's career was in the dirt, literally. Like, I don't know. He, like, I, I mean, but I feel Jared McKinnon is the poster boy for Andy Reid finding guys that can just running backs like i don't know eagles have the eagles saw it forever they would get dorsey levens off the street i I mean like but i I, but but jerk mckinnon is just andy lovestone to the running backs and i feel that like i don't know like edwards lair has i don't say i don't i'll say he's been a little underwhelming so far in his career and i feel that like there's been chances for these guys like mckinnon and pacheco to step up yeah, I mean, uh, Roy, I'll just say this real quick. Just with, with Clyde, I think the, the expectations for him were just so huge. He was coming off historic season with, you know, one of the greatest college football, you know, teams ever assembled. You saw Jefferson, you saw Chase, you saw even uh, Marshall. You saw all these guys, you know, running around with, with Joe Burrow. <laughs> and you just thought, man, all right, like, yo, the, the Chiefs, the rich get richer. Yeah, it's like you see you see him as the first running back taken, and then you see uh, DeAndre Swift, you know, shot to Philadelphia on that one, and then you see uh, Jonathan Taylor, and you're like, all right, like you know, let's 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 go. We got Westbrook 2.0, and you know, obviously um, Clyde has not been that. Um, he's been you know battling injuries, but just much like you were saying, Chris, you know, Andy likes to use those running backs when. You know, we when we drafted Clyde, it was like okay, like we. Oh, oh, oh no! Like, yeah. like you said, Westbrook two I think everyone, like I don't know, just and once you and, and like you said, you lined it up perfectly. That historic season with Burrow and all those weapons are just like yo off the rip. He's gonna have eighty catches and like yeah. I don't know, no. And I feel that like I don't know, the bar was set a little too high for him probably, and then I, I don't know. The injuries are always just like a, a killer, especially like, I don't know, like when you have a team that's in championship mode and they can't kind of, they just can't sit around and wait for like, I don't know, this guy to get and and Andy who can just kind of throw anyone. I don't say anyone, but I'll say almost anyone in that. And now you got, I, I, but it's like a three headed monster we've had with the Eagles. You have your Buck Halter, your Pacheco, your like short down guy. And then you got McKinnon just like hitting those, like, I don't know, wheel routes out of the, like, I don't know. It feels like when you watch, like, that's an Andy Reid team. Andy Reid, this is what an Andy Reid team looks like. Yeah. 
Nah, I'm excited. I mean, you know, Andy doesn't like to run that much and, you know, kind of supplementing the run with those short passes or using the screen game, which I love. Like the screen might be my my version of the alley-oop in basketball. I just love screens. And when they come together, you see those big guys, you know, running downhill and, and looking for people to just pull over. You know, Andy's a master at that. No, no, Andy's Andy's fantastic at that. And and I think I think we're all in agreement that, you know, the Chiefs are going to take care of business against the Jaguars this weekend. On the other side of the bracket, though, there's a little bit of a debate. I think you guys, though, it sounds like you guys are are, 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 are Team Joe Burrow fans, so I'll put it out there again. The Bengals at the Bills this week. Bills favored by five and a half. Both teams had had problems uh, wildcard weekend. Bills had had a little take, take a little extra time to put away Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins and the Bengals. Um, they had issues with the Ravens last week, and they had the 14-point the swing on that goal line play um, that late in the game. But again, I think this game, I think we can all agree, I think this game is going to come down to the two guys, you know, behind center, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow to me, I'll just say this, Joe Burrow to me is, he is the most confident-sounding quarterback I've heard, in, young quarterback, I've heard in years. Like, I haven't heard, I haven't seen a dude this cocky, and rightly so, um, uh, uh, at this point in the playoffs, being this young in, in quite a long time. I want to lean Joe Burrow. I'm not quite there, but Savai, let me turn it over to you because I think I think you're I think you're with Joe Burrow this weekend. So I'm hoping for that. I'm hopeful. I, I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan from the standpoint of he just starts stuff and then he you know he looks to the refs to bail him out for a lot of a lot of different things and he can be erratic sometimes. And you know, mm-hmm. Omo was calling him Mr. January uh, the other day. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. He, he has like they lost that game. They this is what I'm telling. Oh my! Like I, I know that people won, and that was one of the best games I think anyone will ever, ever watch. But yeah. they lost. Like I don't know. And like I'm a big Josh Allen fan, but I feel that like as a whole, I feel the Bills team has been playing with their food all season, and I feel that like I don't know they. I don't think they're as talented as the running backs are. Like I don't know. It doesn't matter who they put out there. Cook Singleton. They had a bunch of mediocre like wide running backs. And I'm not sure how good their skill position players outside of Stefan Diggs is. Like I, I know Gabe Davis became a legend overnight with that game, but he <laughs> 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 shake your head, but I'm not sure how much you can, like, I don't know. And, and once again, it comes back to like, once like the lights are on, that really shows you, like, I don't know, like it's easy to cut be an unsung guy, but now when like everyone's expecting you to like carry your weight next to Stefan Diggs, I don't know, like I'm not sure how good he is and having not having Bob Miller. I guess this is all saying that we like I as a football fan, I want to see because I feel that like I don't know. Kansas, Kansas City has had everyone's number except for that team in Ohio. Savant, like what is it about the the Cincinnati Bengals? Sounds crazy to say that that the Chiefs have trouble with. It starts with their culture and their, their coaching staff, and I'm surprised they're uh, D.C. Uh, Amaro or whatever. Yeah, Lou. I'm surprised he's not getting more consideration for head coaching positions. You would think that he was black or something, but, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for yeah, no, 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 he's a middle-aged Italian dude. Okay, and I I think, wait, 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 wait. We don't, wait, we don't know. Mike McDaniel. Oh, that's true. Track. So we don't we don't know. I don't want to assume. <laughs> I think maybe he's got like one one uh, black or something. I don't know, but I'm surprised he's not getting more. Um, I mean, just 
and maybe they were talking too much, but the Bengals basically said that the, the Chiefs were super predictable. They got a little cocky. And I think a lot of teams did that versus the Bengals last year in their postseason run, whether it was the Raiders who got cocky versus them, whether it, whether it was the Chiefs who got cocky versus them. And then, you know, honestly, the Rams, you know, they they almost blew it too versus them yeah. too. But, um, yeah, I just, I just think that um, while, while I do – think that they have the Chiefs number to beat them three times in a calendar year. I think the NFL has told us what we need to know about how they feel about the Buffalo Bills, whether it was the overtime rule change, whether <laughs> it was the rightfully so moving the game to Detroit during right. the snowstorm there right. uh, so that they could play two games in Detroit in five days. And then also just, I mean, again, you know, um, the Monday night game and just, you know, how they've handled that. A lot of things have just come into play that are in the Bills' favor. Even them getting the, the Sunday night game, I, I get for TV rating. I, I just, I'm just, I'm just expecting for the Bills to win. It just seems like the trilogy is inevitable. Um, although I think the Bengals are probably like um, Mixon said, the big dogs in the AFC right now. And if we get Bills Chiefs again, that's going to be the neutral site game at Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, tickets went on sale Thursday uh, to season ticket holders. I think I heard the Bills side already sold out. Yep, the, the Chiefs side is, is, they, is they're actually opening more tickets for them to be able to buy. If I'm not, oh wow, yeah, no, it's good. But, it's uh, once be- again, once again, just something else for the Bills to. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, kind of, kind no, because I feel this like no, this feels like a BCS championship game. Like I don't know, instead of like a like a home field, and like I don't know, like. Once again, there like I don't know, no room to like like there's no reason to like debate why, but it is what it is. And for me, as like a football fan, I want to see a home field. Like I don't know, like that's why. And I, I don't know. I I feel that like the Bengals. I don't think they're that talented, but I feel they got the talent at the right places. Like I don't know, like the quarterback, the wide receiver, and I think like you said, a defensive coordinator. I I'm not sure they they got Eli Apple. On the other yeah. side, like I don't best know, like that's healthy corner. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel like that should get Mr. Lou I, I, at least an interview for a head coaching job. And no, I, I feel that, like I don't know. And for your Chiefs, I feel that they need to do some demon exercising there. And and like I don't know, to get them to get them on their home field would be pretty cool. That's it. I mean, I think that would really give them the boost if they were able to. Because I mean, even as is bad. I mean, as Patrick's worse. 30 minutes of football of his career, they still won the coin toss and still had a chance to go down the field and win, Yeah, um, you know, that game to go to the Super Bowl. So I, I just think, you know, blowing an 18-point lead in a, uh AFC, uh, you know, title game, you know, I think that still is kind of sticking in his craw a little bit. And just the neutral site thing kind of takes some of the, the ambiance. But you know what? It's the Chiefs' fault. If they beat the Bills, yeah, they wouldn't be in this, it wouldn't be in this situation. So, you know, it, it goes both ways. So, um, looking forward to it, but I, uh, yeah, Roy, to answer your question, man, I, I I got like I got the Bills by the slimmest of margins, man, like thirty-seven, thirty-four overtime, Ooh. like it may, wow. it may it may go to two overtime, you know, like <laughs> it's yeah, gonna no, be that, it's gonna be yeah. a crazy one. Yeah, I think I think we're in agreement. So this is gonna be probably the best game of the weekend. Um, just yeah. kind of going back and forth with, with both teams. Um, the other game on Sunday is the Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are favored by four, and Chris Domingo, I will I will stand on this. Well, not stand. I'm going to sit in this chair, and I will apologize to you for completely discounting the Niners. Uh, I Again, I'm not overly 
in love with the 49ers. And again, I saw what they did, did against Seattle, and that's cute or whatever like that. However, I will say this. The best player on both of these teams right now might be Christian McCaffrey on offense, not on defense, on offense. It's Christian McCaffrey. That dude's back. Like, he's healthy. He's 100%. He looks good. And I think Christian McCaffrey's presence on offense alone is enough to win this game for the Niners. I would say it. I mean, I know I've been, like, at the altar of of the 49ers. I got a weird feeling about this game that mm. I think I think number 11. I, I mean, like, I think I said this to someone. He might be the he might be the best player in the league, not named Mahomes. You, like, you, I, might I, have I feel, you might have the two best defensive players in the league on the field on Sunday. Like, you might have the two, I think two, you two might best. have – I think you might have two of the five best players, period, in the league. I, I mean, like, like Michael Parsons, and I'm not use, and I'm not going to throw around LT or Reggie, but Jesus, this dude, no, I, I mean, he can win you a game. He can win you a playoff game. He, I still can't believe this guy got drafted ten. This guy should have got drafted second behind Trevor Lawrence. Like, I don't know, like, and I don't know whether it's like off-the-field stuff, but that was a big-time L from all those teams because he is – and I hate giving a Cowboy credit like this. Hate it. But when you just watch a game, he just was – he was throwing that Donovan Smith guy – I was a kid, a guy. He threw it around like a baby. And, like, he – like, he's got that freakish I, – I, like, I, I mean, like, people call Javon Curse a freak. This dude is a freak. This dude is freak a leak. And yeah. I feel that, like, that – the I, I mean, Brock Purdy's lived a pretty easy existence. Yes. Like, I mean, that's the best supporting cat. That's the best talented team in the NFL. I know people are San Diego's now. They're not the like, – that 49 team is absolutely stacked at every position. And – but do they have – but I – you know, I think I think the Cowboys have the best player. And I – and maybe Dak just stops being inconsistent. Because I feel that, like, I don't know, there's a lot of recency bias with Dak Prescott. He either looks like he looks against the Eagles or he looked against theirs, like, oh, Dak's back. And then he throws pick sixes. I had no idea he threw 15 interceptions. He was out for, like, a quarter of the season. So that whole he wasn't playing well thing isn't some sort of narrative. He wasn't playing well. But I feel that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, at some point, guys, the Cowboys can't choke, right? Like I don't know, like like they're gonna have like I know they haven't stepped up in three in three decades. I I have a weird feeling. I think this is gonna be it. I think I think Michael Parsons just changes the dynamic of this. And I think Purdy hasn't turned the ball over much at all. I think he does in this game. I think it's gonna be uh twenty seventeen Dallas. So let me, let me just say this about it, and I'll turn it over to you. Like, I don't think – if the Cowboys lose, I don't – I mean, this isn't a choke. I mean, they're on the road. The Niners are favored by four. Like you said, the Niners probably have the most talented team in the NFL, definitely in the NFC. We can I think we can all agree on that. Cowboys ain't been the NFC title game in 27 years. Like, they're not supposed <laughs> They're not supposed to get there. Like, how, is that, been, how is this possible? It's been three decades of trash. It's been, they've been trash basically for three decades – or not, not very good, I'll say. For or, no, decades. I feel that – no, I feel that it's not trash. I think it's been beyond underachieving. Like, I don't know. Those those Romo, T.O., Barry, and Barber teams never made it to market. Like, they had the greatest offensive line of all time and never got to a, an NFC championship game. Des they wasted caught that. It, Des caught it. Yeah. Didn't make it. I mean, like, it's been a long time, man. So, I mean, like, I, don't, I wouldn't call this a choke, but, I mean, like you said, like, they've just been underachieving for three decades. So, I will give them a pass if they don't do this. But, Savat, let me, let me turn it over to you again. We talked about Micah Parsons, but the Niners have Nick Bosa on the other side. 
Um, so between Nick Bosa on defense and between again the Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk on offense, I mean the Niners probably well talent wise they're better than than the Cowboys, right? Talent wise, they are. I think the Cowboys are, are pretty darn close um, as far yeah. as just uh, their roster from top to bottom. I think their receiving room. I still don't understand the um, exile of uh, Cooper. Yeah. You know, like if they had him right now, things would be you know much different for them. I think Dak would would not be forced to throw it to Noah Brown so much <laughs> um, for whatever reason, but. Um, I'm right there with Chris. I think it's a one score game. I, I don't know if the Niners cover the four. I don't, I'm not looking for that to happen, but, um, I think it'll probably be like, yeah, three point game. And, um, man, is their kicker going to hit his extra points if, if he has, you know, the opportunity to this week? I mean, there's so much going on with the Cowboys. They can't just have just like a clean slate going into a big game. You always got to have something. It's just troubling them but I, I think the one thing that they have to their credit uh speaking of their roster you know you talk about McCaffrey but I mean I don't know if anybody plays fantasy but anybody that had Tony Pollard you know yeah, I mean, yeah. there's not, no. not much that McCaffrey can do that Pollard can't do himself no I, I feel unfor- like I think finally after like 18 games the Cowboys realize that Tony Pollard's like 500 times better than Zeke Elliott and I, I and I'm glad you're on I, I, we were talking about, like, I don't know, these guys. Like, I say, like, game wreckers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And you see a guy you, – you see a game wrecker every week on defense, Chris Jones. What does a guy like that just do, like, I don't know, when, like, you need a play? And I've seen Chris Jones make, like, dozens of plays. And you need a play, and he makes the play. How big is that? Like, I don't know. Like, a guy like that just elevates an entire defense. He does the subtle stuff because, you know, some of his detractors might be like, well, he's played in 11 postseason games, and he's, he hasn't recorded a sack yet. Anybody that watched, you know, Super Bowl 54 saw he made probably, if not the most important play, one of the most important plays when he batted the ball down on second down, you know, on that that last drive before Garoppolo overthrew uh, Sanders. So, I mean, when you got a guy like that, and you, I mean, the, the Cowboys got a couple. I mean, when you got, yeah. got Parsons, you got Pollard, you know, Dak, you know, he's not quite in that, that same echelon. But, I mean, Lamb, you know, if you're feeding Lamb, if he's, you know, finding holes in the, in the, in the zone and he's getting busy, man, you know, it, it, thing, things happen, man. And like you said with Purdy, man, he he's lived, like you said, like a pretty comfy existence. Yeah. No, they haven't. No, they've, they've protected him. Yeah. They, they've made him the boy in the bubble. And, like, I don't know, that's kudos to that coaching staff. That just has – they're like the new Andy Reid offspring where they're just developing GMs or developing coaches. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's pretty nuts there. But I think this is – yeah, no, well, <laughs> except for quarterbacks because they can't – like, I, I mean, the God bless the NFL for them because if they ever get quarterback right, it's a wrap it's for old. everyone. Yeah, no, I, I feel – no, I, and this is going to be, the I think, the litmus test that – I mean, because I don't know if you could get any deeper than this Niners offense or this Niners team, period. And if Purdy can get you to a Super Bowl, then I, I get – I assume he's the dude, but can he handle a playoff atmosphere? Like, like playoff, the playoffs start this week for the Niners. Come on. Like, I, I mean, yeah. they played Seattle. They were, they were okay. But like, I mean, like they were like, it's East, but I, I want to see them. I want to see if he can kind of take that, take that shot to the chin from Michael Parsons. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. And, and like I said, I think the Niners just, they, they just, they're just, 
so stacked, man. Left tackle, the tight end, uh, Debo, you know, whatever you want to call him as a weapon, you know, just – only, only Kittle. Has- People forget about Kittle. And like, no, because I feel it's easy to get lost when you got I yeah. you got Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the guy Elijah Mitchell's a pretty decent running back. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, he like, no, I, I feel like mm-hmm. I don't. And I I don't want to say they're due, but like, they still have it. Like, they only got in the one Super Bowl, and like, I don't know, they were pretty close. But I feel like I don't like. I still have no idea who's getting the Super Bowl. I really don't. Roy knows though. No, I know, I know. I mean, come on now. It's going to be Eagles. It's going to be the Chiefs, as as, as you want, <laughs> as, as you want, Savad. Like I think, I think that's what it's going. To, I think that's what we're we're headed to. Yeah. Um, but again, Savad, I know, I know you might be in the back of your mind. If we don't get that, I know you got the the, the potential uh, tissue in the tape battle, the Niners Chiefs <laughs> um, in the Super Bowl. I know you and Phil have probably been talking about that a little bit. Shout um, to my brother Phil Matic, three sixty five on all socials, tissue in the tape. Uh, we 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 talk about hip hop a lot, hip hop a lot, but. You know, sports is our passion too, and you know that that would be awesome to get Niners Chiefs again. Yeah. But you know, I I got I still got to come away with the win if that happens. So, <laughs> and we'll talk about some hip hop in a second. But I do we have like ten minutes left, and I do want to ask you. You mentioned that you've been Arrowhead a few times, and the Eagles yeah. are going to make a trip to Arrowhead uh, this year, twenty twenty three. The Eagles have a potential have a road game against Kansas City. Probably in Arrowhead, maybe in Germany, but we will discuss. We will talk about the Germany stuff, or we won't. We'll kind of keep that to the side. So, for Eagles fans, and again, this only happens once every eight years because the Eagles only go to Kansas City once every eight years. So, for Eagles fans who aren't familiar with Arrowhead and the, and the energy around there, what can they expect when they make that trip this year? So, what I can say is, it, we know that it's going to be a primetime game. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that for sure. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that it's probably not going to be one of the international ones. We we are slated yeah. to go to Germany. I, man, I hope they don't waste that on that. Yeah, I hope so either. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm guessing it's going to be. Here's here's the scenario, just really quick. If the Chiefs were somehow to win the Super Bowl, whether they play the Eagles or not, that opening Thursday night game would be, uh, be huge. Eagles Chiefs. That'd be huge. So if so, if that's the case, you know we'll have our 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 beloved. Uh, Philadelphia brethren, you know, rolling into town maybe Monday or Tuesday, getting ready. For I love a September field trip. I love, no, because I, I, I've never, because we usually don't, I usually don't do the trips like we usually do in October, but that would be an amazing yeah. trip. And, yeah. and I feel like, I don't know, this is important to people that do trips. What is the area around Arrowhead like? Like, is because I, because we did something in Houston mm-hmm. and nice town. Everything you got to drive to, and it yeah. kind of ruins like the vibe. Like in oh, terms of oh, Arrowhead, oh, is there stuff around? Yeah, there's no, there's no Xfinity Live type of situation. <laughs> but um, it's kind of off the highway. There's a bunch of neighborhoods around it. There's like a Motel Six, a, a Holiday Inn, and a couple hotel chains that are across the street. But it's fairly isolated. Mm-hmm. But, oh wow! But but downtown Kansas City is only about. Uh, 10 to 15 minutes away and then there is so much stuff to do that's not that far away too whether there's casinos and stuff like that there but well I would what I would say is if it is you know a night game which I'm thinking that it's going to be you know you get to the parking lot you know maybe around 2 or 3 p.m and I mean tailgate experience wise just as far as just what they're doing there I would mm-hmm. put it up there with the Buffaloes with the Philadelphias with the nice. you know with the total Ooh. as far as that so and my wife and I, when we first went, um, 
we were just kind of just walking around and we got invited to a tailgate and we're thinking, oh, okay, they're like, meet us in, you know, a uh, lot eight. And we went to lot eight and I mean, it was like five big smokers <laughs> full yeah. of every animal that you could ever think of. Rather <laughs> <laughs> than the best barbecue sauce you could ever taste. And, you know, like we had our, our you know, just our, our taste is choice of, of so many different good foods. So I would say, man, don't don't worry about that part. You, you'll get the nightlife or, you know, just getting that part in. But I think the right. tailgate experience is probably what really everybody should be, you know, looking forward to. Nice, nice. Well, Ooh, well, I, I again, am pumped. Yeah, ho- hopefully the you know we're the, gonna the have our line, right? Hey, look, you know? we're yeah. gonna have our own, Roy. As we say, hopefully the dates align, everything aligns right, and then we have the the, the tissue and the tape Broad Street Line crossover uh, uh, ep- uh, edition episode live in awesome. the parking lots uh, at Arrowhead Stadium again for Eagles Chiefs. That should be a good game. Like you said, hopefully they don't they don't burn it on the on the the Munich or Berlin game wherever they're going to play. That would be such a travesty. Yeah, no, but this will be a, it will be a great yeah. If you did the season opener, even any time a, a good give Al Michaels a good Thursday night game for once. Give him a good <laughs> solid good Thursday night game Eagles Chiefs um, at Arrowhead this year. That'd be that'd be pretty good all right we got about five minutes left but I, and i do since we have you on i do need to pick your brain i know um you guys have over the tissue the tape dropped you uh dropped the episode earlier this week uh, where you uh went over the 2022 hippies you're, you're the best of 2022 in the world of hip-hop yeah uh, we don't have a whole lot of time so yeah. but i do want to pick your brain because again i rely on you guys because you guys listen to listen to the rap the rapper rappers <laughs> like, the, like the real hardcore dudes yeah not not, not the pot not the popular stuff not the stuff that you hear on the radio you guys listen to the rapper rappers so yeah for somebody like me who's kind of been out the loop on the music thing since you know since COVID hit you know all the other stuff just kind of just let me let the crowd let the audience know maybe three or four projects from last year that kind of kind of piqued your interest yeah of course one one that i think that you're probably familiar with but maybe the the audience just needs to be familiar with is she codes it was black thought and uh danger mouse uh they had an album that was not released and all these different things that happened and they finally got back together and put together you know a project that you know was much what you would expect from black thought that was at my top from last year um jid was up there too the forever story if you have not checked out his tiny desk uh performance for npr uh go to youtube and check that out right away i mean just talk about um you know a baby of wayne and kendrick and you know cole too really like he's kind of you know that next generation of guys that came up under them um he had one of the best projects and then also if you're just looking to just hear some great lyricism, Ransom is you know the guy that we've pretty much given uh, MC of the year like the past three years straight, just based off mm-hmm. of his run of what he's been doing. And um, you know he's just he's this grown man rap has a little bit of a street appeal <laughs> to it, but I mean just his wordplay and you know his lyrical ability, just what he's able to do over his beats, you know, unmatched. So I, I would tell people to to definitely do that. But yeah, please check out the JID uh, Tiny Desk. For sure. All right, def- definitely uh, we'll do that. Uh, yeah. No, I know that, like, I don't know, this is probably up there. And I'm not sure if, like, I don't know if this is getting enough play, but King's, that King's Disease trilogy. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't, Nas has been on a hell of a run. And I, I and I know that, like, I don't think it's, it does, do hip hoppers have a twilight of their career? I, I don't feel like, I feel like Nas is, like, I don't know, like, just stayed. Like, I don't know, ha- has he had another Illmatic or a Stomatic? Probably not, but man, like I don't know, he still is just hella good, and he still is putting out stuff that is 
relevant and he and he's still staying true to who he is like i, I like he's, he's his own genre Nas yeah. rapping and it's yeah. like i don't know like like no like and, and you still get like i don't know like the great production like like, like no it's like the same like i i mean because i know he like flirted with a like hit boy but it, it just still sounds like new york hip-hop and i i just think like i don't know kudos to him for just because a lot of these guys just have faded because they don't think they're relevant or can stay in the mix with i don't even know what the current like i i, I really have no idea what what the current yeah like because yeah. i i listen to like satellite radio hip-hop nation and i'm like I don't know this song. Next song, let me go back to the throwback hip hop station. Like I don't know. Like so, but like, does it feel like I don't know? And I think you, I think you said it. There still is enough hip hop out there for us old heads. Always. I mean, that's why I mentioned those guys. All those guys that I mentioned while Jaddy's just thirty one. He's you know he's still you know giving grown man rap. You know he, he's he's giving you you know just jewels all, all these different things and you know just. Um, introspective rap, but yeah, definitely, you know, I didn't mention uh, KD3 just because that and Magic, I mean, those are probably two of the, the biggest projects of, of 2022, uh, and it kind of goes without saying, but those those other three, you know, are up there too, and you know, if, if you're not listening to Nas, I don't know what to tell you, you may not like him, <laughs> opinion, but, you know, I'm telling you that's not going to help you. <laughs> and again like i mentioned before again Savad is a co-host of the tissue and the tape podcast again the preeminent hip-hop podcast out on these streets um again let me just do it before we let you go you know take a minute or so let folks know how they can follow tissue and the tape what you guys do you know when you guys chop it up and then um you know how they can follow you on twitter as well yeah definitely uh once again thank you guys for having me my name is uh davis backwards on all socials at davis backwards uh tissue and the tape is the podcast at tissue and the tape uh, we are on all uh, streaming platforms. Uh, we just dropped the episode, like Roy said earlier this week. We had Deshaun Jones on there. He is our little brother, uh, Renaissance man, uh, in the uh, the author of the viral video uh, of the beat battle that went down on North Carolina a couple of weeks ago between Pink and Not. So uh, check that episode out once again. Uh, Tissue in the tape with my brother Phil Matic. 365 been doing this for 10 years coming up on this so uh yeah. you know with, with some vets no definitely definitely vets in the game again you know we we've been you, you've been down with us since day one we've been down with you guys since day one again we appreciate you know all this all the the you know the the work that goes into you know putting together a, a podcast like you guys do and again like these guys for those of you who like want in like again if you don't want like to know like the pop stuff is one thing but i mean if you want to know about the rapper rappers like the like the lyrical miracle guys again to like fire up tissue and a tape, you know, get educated, you know, about, you know, like the real rappers, like the hardcore, not the hardcore, but the guys who are, and women who are putting in the work out there. Like you guys were talking about Little Sims on the podcast. Little Sims had one oh. of the best projects from, from oh. last year. Like Little Sims was oh. crazy. Like, that, that, was, that was crazy. But um, we'll talk more about that offline. I did want to kind of put that out there again. Please follow uh, Savad at Davis Backwards at all platforms. Really quick, we have 30 seconds to survive. Let me ask you one final question. Is this the year that Eric Bianami gets a job? Absolutely not. Okay. All right. I was worried about it because I think we've been with three off seasons, four off seasons. I've lost count. I thought this would be it. But you now, now if you're talking about guys. college, that's another conversation. Pro, pro head coaching job. Because the, the Colorado job had been rumored to him for a couple of years, and we all know right. who, who's there now. So right, uh, right. Pro, pro, pro football, NFL, yeah. absolutely yes. not. 
Okay. All right. We we have settled that again. Once again, we will. I will bang the drum for Eric Bieniemy. Me too. Like for the third or fourth free EB. season. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Free EB. Because again, apparently that man does nothing in the offensive room uh, when Andy Reid's doing is, is putting in work. So it is what it is. All right. It is what it is. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. One hundred six point five FM WPPM LP Philadelphia. Again, check out Savat at Tissue in the Tape. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Go Birds. See you guys.